Hello and welcome to Inside the Squad, a podcast produced by the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Inside the Squad is a community outreach podcast and is hosted by Lieutenant Scott Galloway and Specialist Ian O'Shields of the Crime Prevention Unit within the department. Our goal is to bring you an interesting, informative, and educational podcast by featuring interviews with officers and other public safety personnel. We hope you enjoy today's episode as we give you an inside look at law enforcement. Hello, and welcome to Inside the Squad. I'm Ian O'Shields, and with me, I'm a partner, Lieutenant Scott Galloway. Today's episode is all about hiring and what to expect if you become a police officer with LPD and how to get on. Uh, our guest is Lieutenant A.J. Milady, and he gives a lot of good information, especially if you're wanting to become a police officer. So stand by and enjoy. So today we're talking with A.J. Milady, and he's in charge of our hiring process. And so we thought today would be a good time to talk about kind of what we have to offer at the LPD and some of the new programs we have. And really, the LPD is a pretty innovative police department. So we do travel all over, and police work is changing. So we're at kind of the forefront of that with our crime prevention programs, this podcast, the social media aspect, and a lot of other things that we have to offer for um, really just pe- people to be interested in law enforcement. So, AJ, thanks for being with us today, and I know you were with us before in the Street Crimes, which was a, a really good episode, but we want to talk about the hiring process you have going and what LPD has to offer, so thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the hiring process is... is <laughs> It can be rather difficult for people to understand, I think, but we have a 10-step process, and that first step is with the application pa- packet that we have. And, you know, filling out other applications when I was going, when I was looking for a job 14 years ago, I'd have to say that Lafayette's was probably one of the most difficult applications to fill out, not so much in just that it's difficult like homework, but difficult in regards to the amount of detail that it has. And I think that says a lot. Once I got on the police department, I think that says a lot to the type of people that we hire and the type of people that we're interested in. We want people that are interested in law enforcement and that actually want to work here at Lafayette. So that that application that we have that's on our website right now, and we are act, actually accepting applications right now. We have another testing coming up in September. I'm sorry, first week of October applications are due in September. But that application is available on the on our website. So again, it's it's very detailed. We want people to that fill it out. We want them to fill it out completely so that we know that they want to be here. With that being said, this is Eno Shields, by the way, and good morning, Patty. Good morning, Ian. Um, I've had a few people ask me, you know, hey, I got to turn this application in, but you know, I'm from out of state, or essentially they can't get some documents that maybe they just can't get. I know one guy. I think you and I were together, and he's like. My school, when I graduated, I couldn't remember whether he just couldn't get his transcripts. And so what, what, what should they do? Most of the time, the, the high schools will give you another copy of this transcripts. What they won't do is give you a copy of the diploma. So most, most sometimes even colleges will only give you one copy of that diploma, which if, as long as we can get the transcripts, we can prove that you actually went to, went to school, graduated school, have a GED, have a college education. Uh, as long as we can prove that, then it's not a problem. We'll work with you as much as possible. But, again, we want you to be able to complete that as much as possible, the application as much as possible before you turn it in. 
So uh, just to get out of the way, what are the what's the date, the suspense date of the applications being due for this hiring process? So the applications are due for this hiring process on September 27th, but in the business. And what's the so testing business day? Would be 16. Oh, it would be 4:30 p.m. I'm sorry, my military time started <laughs> coming out there. And the testing day. The testing day is October 6th, okay. which is a Saturday. So we're going to push this podcast out so people hopefully would pick this up and know those things. Why are people drawn to the Lafayette Police? What are, what's this police department doing that you think is drawing people in? Because we still get a lot of good applicants. Uh, and whereas a lot of departments are struggling trying to find applicants, we still get a good pool. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is helping in that, with that? I think our reputation really precedes us. I think that when... We go other places when we go to the academy, when we go to training, even outside the state. I think we represent ourselves very well. And I think that says a lot to not only the training program and the expectations that we have here, but also says a lot to the type of people that we have applying and the people that we're actually hiring. So I I get a lot of questions, and we'll kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent, but I get a lot of questions from people that are applying that say, hey, I I meet the minimum standards to apply. And we're talking a high school graduate or a GED graduate and says, hey, I meet the the minimum standards to apply, so I'm going to apply. And when they don't make it through the process, they'll have have questions for me. And they'll have questions in regards to, well, I I met the minimum standards. Why, Why wasn't I considered for this position? And a lot of the times the explanation that I give them is even though you met the minimum standards for us to apply and be a part of the process, you're competing against other people that have either better education, better life experience, just better experience overall. So when I tell people when they're thinking about applying and maybe they only have that high school education or they only have that GED education, they meet those minimum requirements to apply for us is look for something else. Go to college, go to the military. Uh, look for something that's going to give you an edge on basically the, uh, the other people putting in. Be competitive with, with the people that are in the application process. So that's, that's some advice that I could give to some people. And, and so the pay is also, we have a decent pay grade. Oh, absolutely. And, and what are some of the things that we offer that people want to come here for? I know like our specialties, um, our SWAT team, our canine. So maybe you can speak to this a little bit, the specialties that bring people to the police department here. We do have a lot of specialties on the police department, and like you said, the pay is great. So I think I'm going to start off with the pay. You're not, you're not going to get rich doing this job. We've said that before. Oh, absolutely but it's, not. If you want to be a law enforcement officer, Patty knows. It's, it's a noble profession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't know any other officer that doesn't have some type of secondary work that they're doing on the side, all of which is approved by the police department, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, pay-wise, I think we're probably within the top 10 in the state, and that's saying a lot. There's a lot of police departments in, in the state, and I don't really have the number, but we we start out at, well, I'm sorry, once you reach a full-time officer, which is three years, you're going to be making almost $63,000 a year, which doesn't include a clothing allowance, doesn't include any overtime. So Take-home? A take-home vehicle, yeah. Specialty pay? Specialty pay, if you have specialty pay, we do offer specialty pay for Cell phones. Officers. Cell phones, yeah. The, all these things are benefits. So if you, I think they look at it, I, you know, when I was looking at the study a few years ago, a take-home vehicle is about $6,000 per, per year. And then if you look at it, too, you get a cell phone with the city. It's a brand-new iPhone. As soon as you get hired, you get a brand-new iPhone that you can use, obviously, within reason. But 
I think if you were to look at that, that's a $600 phone plus uh, about $100 a month that you're saving that you don't have to spend on your own. So that's good. These are all huge perks from where we weren't, we were not there 15 years ago, 14, 15 years ago when, when I first started. So these are, yeah. these are great things. And then when you compare the pay to other police departments around the state, it's, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 more that you're bringing home, which is substantial. I mean, I, I remember going to the academy with guys that were working in other police departments when I first started that were making ten to $15,000 less than what I was. And, I mean, that could be hard to make ends meet. So we do offer very competitive pay, uh, especially for this, this law enforcement. And, you know, we get raises on a annual basis. So it, it's good. The pay is, the pay is good. It's, actually, I think I'm making far more money than what I thought I would actually make when I first started out. So that's good. And then to kind of get into the specialties, there's what we consider specialties on the police department or is anything outside your normal duties. So when you first get hired, you go to the patrol division after your training. Training takes about a year to get you to the academy and through our field training officer program. So after that year, you get assigned to the patrol division. Patrol division is the biggest division within the police department. It has about 80 to 85 officers, which includes command staff. So once you've become part of that division you can have specialties and what we consider specialties is any job outside of your normal job so what we we would have we have a SWAT team we have a street crimes unit which is all pro I, I know that we were had a previous podcast about street crimes but I spent probably six years of my career there so that's all proactive policing you don't answer radio calls for service you're investigating drug and gang related crime people that are wanted on warrants. We have a bike unit. We have crime scene investigators. Canine. Canine program, which Field is Field training growing. officers. What'd you say? What'd you say, ma'am? Field training officers. Oh, yeah, FTO. I oh, completely yeah. forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, and then I'm actually in charge of that, too. So, <laughs> uh, Field training officers who train our new officers that are getting hired. Um, we have... Hit team. The hit team, which does, which is our highway interdiction team. They do... Uh, patrolling and interdiction out on I-65, which is I-65 and US-52, which are the two main uh, roads, larger roads that are coming in and out of Indiana, or I'm sorry, out of Lafayette. Let's see, what else am I missing, Ian? Negotiator. Man, how did my, I had a list and I totally forgot. And, and then even within the divisions, you have specialties. So like the detectives have their... Uh, major major crimes teams and things Absolutely. so there's always more things to get involved with which is which is a nice we're a larger police department in the state i think yes. lafayette's the 10th biggest city in indiana and it's the fastest growing city in indiana so uh things are really looking up looking positive for this this area absolutely obviously i'd, I'd say we're biased to lpd but uh i've had the opportunity to uh train with other agencies train other agencies we've competed against other agencies and uh we are by far at least in indiana one of the you know best as far as training obviously pay uh i mean you have all the reason in the world honestly to to be an officer lpd so and so patty you've experienced uh, this lafayette police for probably 30 years right 32 years. With your, your husband having been a deputy chief here. Yes. So what changes have you seen that we're talking about now versus 30 years ago? I think the biggest change is in the leadership empowering the officers, putting everything in their hands, giving them the tools that they need to be progressive and more community-oriented. 
Um, when my husband started on the department in 1985, um, the equip yeah, 85, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I was four. These call boxes. Yeah, I was four too, okay, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the equipment was a lot different. I mean, you know, he got hired, and they set him up with his uniform. He got his radio. He got his gun. And that was about it. And now um, you're going through all this. I mean, you've got your um, your cameras, your body, body, cameras. body cameras. You've got so much equipment in the car now that it's, it's just incredible. It used to be that you would get in your car, and you'd turn on your radio, and you would go. And now you've got your computers, your onboard computers. You've got your computer-aided dispatch. You've got so much equipment. It's it's all intended to make the officers not only independent and able to go out and police on their own, but also to work better as a team and to be safer and to offer more services to the citizens. I mean, even, even the time I've been on, because it'll... It'll be 11 years in August. I mean, you used to have to come back to headquarters often to do whatever, and that takes time, right? If you're <laughs> clear on the south side of ta- town, you got to come to headquarters to uh, download video or write a report or whatever. And now, essentially, we can do almost everything in the squad car, mm-hmm. uh, and that is our office. Yeah, um, right. And so. back in the day, I mean, they were typing out things on index cards. You had your evidence cards were index cards, and those had to be entered into a computer by the uh, records clerks. Records clerks, yeah. right? And so, I've, you've probably seen the cards, haven't you? Has yeah, there's those people hanging around. Still so they're interesting yeah. to read. There are typos, and they're all in the same exactly. Weird and font. now, you, well, we were still we were still doing handwritten statements when I got on, mm-hmm. and then it right after that we we're doing digital. Rec- actually, we still had tape. And then we were doing the digital recorder because I remember I went and bought one. It was like a hundred dollars at the time, and then uh, and then now we're you know fast forward to now we have the camera, so right. it's not even necessary. Well, you got a camera on your chest. I mean, Dave bought a digital recorder to carry around with him for cases like that. And now that you know, I me mean, that's not it's not on the officers to provide and to outfit themselves. Everything. The mayor and every the command staff, everybody wants these officers to succeed and to be safe, and so they've really um, it's trickled down to where this is this is the most important asset that we have is our personnel, and so we're going to outfit them and equip equip them as best we can. Yeah, and even real quick on that note, uh, we're even taking a better approach to making sure our officers are, are healthier. And making sure their wellness, so they are more productive, not only at work but in life. And when they leave here, though, they're healthy, because uh, the average lifespan of an officer after work is not very long. So uh, we're even taking the taking the time and and resources to make sure officers are are healthy mentally, physically. Uh, so that's something else that LPD is doing that I know I'm pretty confident most agencies are not. So AJ, so a, a pitch. If you were to give a pitch to somebody to come apply to the Lafayette Police, there's like a lot it. of things. So all the things we've talked about, taking care of your employees, the equipment, the pay, all that stuff. And so we do the recruiting where we go to a college, and everybody comes up and says, oh, I want to be a CSI. I want to be a canine officer. you got to start as a patrol officer. Right. So somebody, you have a young person in front of you. You want them to, to they have a good education. They might be a good officer. What's your pitch to have them? What's your explanation of why to come to the Lafayette Police? 
That is a good question. Talk about getting put on the spot. <laughs> Real quick, first, first he goes, first he's like, CSI, you mean SWAT? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have, to get, pa- I don't have patience it, it, maybe, for CSI. Here's the better question. <laughs> to get somebody out of that, that mindset of, I want to be a police officer so I can be a canine or be a uh, CSI, how do you get a person? Because the best job at this police department is a patrol officer. So right. make that pitch. So a lot of times when we're talking at career fairs or when I'm talking with people that want to be a police officer, they, I would probably say 90% say, I want to be on SWAT. I want to be a detective. I want to be a canine. They want to do something outside of patrol work. And so I, I kind of put it in a perspective for them. Like, so did you play sports? And some of them do. And like, well, when you first started playing sports, did you play varsity right off the bat? Well, no. Well, where'd you start? Well, I started at freshman or I started at JV or I did this. And I said, well, and that's where you got the ground level. That's where you learned, right? That's how you learned how to be better. Well, yeah. I said, okay. And the only reason you got to play varsity was because you got good at what you were doing, right? And they normally agree. And I said, okay, so this is where we're going with this. In order to, to be a detective or to be on K-9 or be, to be at SWAT, you have to be good at what you're doing to begin with. And what we start with is patrol work, which is the basic level of, of police, police departments. I said, you have to be good at what you do. If you're not good at what you do, you can't move on. So, and, I, and we talked to him about college, too. I said, when you first... When you first come to college, you don't automatically start out as a senior and you graduate within a year. You have to learn from the beginning. You have to make sure you set the, a good ground foundation as so that you can move forward. So the, the advice that I give a lot is you have to be good at what you do. You have to be good at what you start out at, and you have to be able to sustain it so that you can build that strong reputation to move forward into other facets of the police department. And, I, you know, I, Unfortunately for, and I kind of tell people this a little bit too, is that unfortunately when you watch TV, it's not the patrol, you're not watching the patrol officer go out and do his job. You're watching the detective who's driving this 1985 mint condition Camaro and it's supposedly his, but he drives it at work. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Or I want that car. I don't know where that car is, but I definitely want that car. So I try to try to make him realize that patrol division is probably where you're going to have the most fun. As I look back at my career, I mean, I've been able to kind of do a lot of different things, and I think that that's another thing that we can talk about with people for the Lafayette Police Department is that you don't just get stuck someplace. There are tons of opportunities here, and I've actually had that opportunity to move around. But, again, you had to start out being good at where you were at so that you can – move forward into the next and you got to work position. hard you can't just get those things right you got to prove every, yourself and work hard. every time Absolutely. every time you move in a position generally it's a promotion and one of the really neat things about lpd i think is that they're lateral promotions so you don't necessarily move up into the same division when you get promoted um, with rank then commanders will decide where to put you and you don't know where you're going to end up and where you're going to excel um, i don't know how many of you officers had an idea of what you were going to do with your career, is that the same idea? I mean, when you go to college, get a degree, how many people actually use that degree? You might have an idea coming into LPD of what you want to be. You want to be a canine unit. You want to be on SWAT. And where do you end up and where do you excel? It's often different. Mm-hmm. And I know when I first started, I wanted to do I wanted to do SWAT and I wanted to do canine. And then I went to a canine practice and watched one of the canine handlers get bit by his dog. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> doggy, nice doggy. <laughs> so I think, I think that's where we first start out. 
with career fairs and talking to people about coming to Lafayette is that there's all kinds of opportunities, but you don't just come right in and start at detective or start at CSI, which is our crime scene investigators. You don't just come in and jump right to that. You have to set a good baseline. And I think sometimes when people start watching TV and they start seeing, oh, he's a detective, he gets to do all this cool stuff, the patrol division is is probably where you have the most fun. And I was telling somebody recently at one of our Citizens Academies, uh, they said something along the lines of being a detective and moving on from the patrol division. And I said, you know, honestly, the most experienced person that we have here that's probably the best at what he's doing is somebody that's been in the patrol division for five to ten years. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to talk to people. He knows how to get information. And he's probably the one guy that shows up that the bad guy's like, yeah, I don't want to mess with that guy. I don't want to, I don't want to have problems with that guy. Well, I think, too, a patrolman is a detective. I mean, it's all police work. It's not like, uh, you know, a detective, honestly, and, and, you know, I was never up there, but Lieutenant Galloway, I think you can agree that a detective just gets a little more time to work a case that maybe a, a patrolman, you know, he's putting out fires. He, he's, he's going to call to call to call, and he may do five, six, seven cases a night to where one of those cases – that patrolman just doesn't have time to do follow up and go talk to you know whoever needs to be uh, being spoken to and uh, to look for that bad guy, so it gets pushed onto a detective and they get to take the time to go find those people, uh, bigger cases, whatever. Um, but you know, we're all doing police work. We're all investigating, which is what a, a patrolman does, which is what a detective does. Uh, they just get to wear. They don't have to wear the uniform. And that hasn't and, changed from when Patty's husband was, a, was an officer 30 years ago, right? It, it's exactly. the same people doing the same things. It's just yeah. we're And doing some people technology. actually, they, they literally shine as patrol officers. And that's where they stay because that's what they, what they do, what they do well. And those are the ones that we value the most because they're the ones with the, with the knowledge, with the historic knowledge. They know everybody who's in their neighborhood. They know everything that's gone on. They can tell you 10 years ago this guy did that or, or this is a, a wonderful neighborhood asset. So that, That's your backbone in the police department is your 20-, exactly. 30-year patrol officer that just exactly. comes in, does those calls, does those cases, learn, I mean, teaches people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the heart of the police department, and and I I don't know if people realize that at least here you know as cool as it would be to be a full time SWAT operator because I totally would be there. Oh yeah. Um, you know a patrolman that's dual uh, duties, so they're patrolmen, what ninety five percent of the time, and then if we get called out and they're on the SWAT team, then they go to their their SWAT. Uh, thing i guess you'd say <laughs> swat duties uh csi you know they're patrolmen they get called out they'll go to the csi thing so you know they're still patrolmen but they're doing those extra duties as well so uh so we'll wrap it up but um aj one more time what is the the, the test date the um application date for this next and uh, how many people are we hiring from what, what do you expect of the how many spots are available this kind of so right now we have we have a hiring process. We pretty much run a hiring process about we're starting a hiring process about once every four months because the process just never starts or stops. I'm sorry. I mean, it just is continuous. So right now we have four openings. We have a process that's going right now. When I say process, it's a 10 step phase, a 10 step hiring phase. So it, it does take some time. I think by the time of application to the time that you're hired, you're looking anywhere between four to six months. Right now, like I said, right now we have four openings, but 
we have some retirements that are going to be coming in January, February time. So that this next group that we're starting, this application phase that we're starting right now, are going to be possibly filling those positions. And we have some good ideas for our application process. So about, you know, ranking the individuals and creating a pool. And that's just an idea that we're throwing out there so we can, you know, draw from that pool once they've made it through our process. And again, the process is, is it, it is extensive. It does take some time. The application process that we have right now, so applications are due September 27th, and then we will hold a testing at our training facility, which is at 1301 South Street. We'll hold a written test in the morning and then a physical test in the afternoon. So I think some people kind of forget or lose track of when we're doing things. We want to make sure that we're very clear. So if you put in an application and you're not, you're not sure that, or if you're thinking about putting in an application, and you're not sure that you can complete the physical fitness standards, I probably wouldn't put the application in yet. Make sure that you can do everything on the physical fitness standards. And those can be, can be seen at the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy website, which is ilea.gov. You can go on and you can see those, those, those standards for the physical fitness. So again, the written and physical will be done on October 6th here in Lafayette. The written will be at our training facility. The physical will be at a facility here in Lafayette yet to be determined. As far as the uh, PT, just to be clear, because there's what, five different things they got to do? Run, push-ups, sit-ups, vertical jump, 300-meter run. Yeah, five. Boom. Um, you have to pass all of them. Yes. So you fail one, you're done. Yes, right. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to be clear on that, yes. so people don't show up and be like, "Oh, I can do it all," except you know, I can't do the push-ups. Right. Uh, right. And people are always ask me, "How do I get better at these things?" You have to do those things a lot. If I want to get better at push-ups, do a lot of push-ups. You want to yep. get better at sit-ups, do a lot of sit-ups. You want to get better at running, run more, which I'm not a big fan of, but run more. <laughs> and they're all very doable for what it's worth. Oh, absolutely. You just gotta go. Gotta go train. Absolutely. Right, Patty. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, AJ, for being here and explaining that, and we'll get this pushed out so uh, people have plenty of time to get in shape for your test and get that application in because I know it takes a while. So thanks, AJ, for being here, and thanks, Ian, for chiming in, Tom and Alan for uh, producing our podcast, and Patty from Marketing Communication from the city for helping us out and chiming in. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Squad from the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe for new ones on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question for the show, you can email it to podcast at lafayette.in.gov or connect with us on Nextdoor, Twitter, and on our website, lafayettepolice.us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Inside the Squad.